Hey friend, thanks so much for stopping by for some community time around the fire pit. The old chimney finally broke into a bunch of pieces, but God provided this light new fire pit that my son's neighbors set out to the street as trash. I guess they decided they didn't like fires, but you know that's not the case here, so hang tight. I've got some Tennessee white oak going. I'm going to run inside and get us both a cup of joe. Well, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you've got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. And the opening to the show is absolutely true. I could not believe it. I saw the man and his wife carrying the fire pit out to the street. As I passed on the way to, to my son's house, I told him, I said, hey, when we get finished with the, the night's events, let's stop back by the house up there and see if that fire pit's any good. And he and I both figured it would be burnt out uh, to set it out of the street. But instead, I guess they really did not like fire pits. So they set it out to the street, and it's a perfect fire pit, about a $250 fire pit. So we're so thankful to God. And I tell you, dear friend, we see the handiwork of God in things just like that all the time in our lives. I'm not bragging. I'm just testifying that when we look to God for our daily provision, He provides the things that are the desires of our heart. And to be honest, I didn't have an extra $250 to go buy a replacement for the fire pit that broke into a bunch of pieces. And as we scooped it up to put it in the trash, it's sort of like in the Truman Show, roll tape, bring out the new fire pit. So we're so thankful to God, and we enjoy a lot of good fires around this fire pit. But anyway, the summer solstice just passed, and believe it or not, that means we are on a downhill slide to Christmas and I want to tell you, I'm going to have this this link in the show notes. It's christmasclock.com. I just found it before starting this recording. It's xmasclock.com. And remember, the X is not derogatory, but the X is an early sign for the name of Christ, for Christ. And so christmasclock.com, xmasclock.com. And it's got a really cool snow scene and there it is in radiant glory, especially if you're like me and you're a Christmas nut. And so as I speak, there are only 184 days, 8 hours, 29 minutes, and 35 seconds until Christmas. So I'm excited. And I tell you, dear friend, we need to pray protection around the holiday season this year. I don't know if you're listening to the news and listening to the president. And I don't know if it was just a Freudian slip or an un- unintended gaffe. But talking matter-of-factly like there's a second pandemic coming. But I tell you, dear friend, with the power of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we need to pray that down at every point and pray that we would not become uh, victims again of such a terrible thing as the pandemic, as the government explained it. And I tell you, it's time for freedom. It's time to faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you that God is faithful And if we reflect now, here coming a little distance out of the pandemic, that it was nothing like the government predicted. They predicted tens of millions of people dying. And praise be to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that that did not happen. And let me remind you, though, it absolutely could have. There have been times in the past where tens of millions of people have died in plagues. And God heard the cries, I believe, of the believers across the planet. And he gave us a reprieve from what was intended by Satan to be a devastation beyond devastation on our planet. And so praise be to God, this is a different summer. And uh, I tell you, I'm happy and I'm thankful. And I know that as I say that, 
There are people who suffered greatly during the pandemic because of illness and our heart breaks for them. Also people who lost loved ones and we continue to intercede for them. And my heart continues to break for those who were devastated economically, especially the business owners who were shut down for absolutely no reason. And some of them now are homeless, living in their cars, living on the streets. And so the impact of what we went through these past two and a half years remains, but praise be to God, these are better days. And so this is season 10, episode 216. This is a little bit more on the lighthearted side. I know that I've been hitting it hard a lot on the podcast, and it's never been my intent for the podcast just to be a Bible study series. Absolutely not. The whole name, God, the World, and Other Things, is about eclecticism, if that's a word, being eclectic, and that's me. And so I wanted to represent a lot of things. I'm interested in so many things beyond Bible study and, and hermeneutics and all those good things that I've been trained in. I love the arts. I love architecture. I love uh, the outdoors. And so there's a lot of happy things to talk about and think about. And this title is Francois, Is It Safe to Go On? <laughs> You're going to see what that means in a minute. For those of you who grew up at Six Flags Over Texas, you'll know what that means. But uh, the title is Francois, Is It Safe to Go On? The subtitle, Update on This Adventure Ride Through God's Animal Kingdom. St. Athanasius, in his book on the Incarnation, writes, The self-revealing of the Word is in every dimension, above, in creation, below, in the Incarnation, in the depth, in Hades, in the breadth, throughout the world. All things have been filled with the knowledge of God. A popular worship song, Christ Be All Around Me, by songwriters Leland Mooring, David Leonard, Jack Mooring, and Leslie Jordan, seems to be based on this ancient statement. My own coined phrase, which I came to before awareness of Athanasius or this popular song, is that the reason people respond to the witness of my mouth is because God is in me, on me, and working through me. When the knowledge of God is present through the living word, Jesus Christ, everything bears his mark, even down to the animal kingdom where you live. I am amazed to see that as my wife and I take responsibility for a property, ownership or renting, we see a major increase of wildlife that previously did not exist on the property. It happened on the property where we lived in Euless, Texas, and it is in full force where we live here in Tennessee. We celebrated our fourth anniversary here on this present property where we live. Since taking up residence, it has been amazing to see the animal kingdom come into the property. On this right at a third of an acre where we live, we now have hummingbirds, red-winged blackbirds, which just came onto the property here in the last few days. Their side markings on their wings resemble the Nike swoosh. We also have blue jays, cowbirds, woodpeckers, finches, robins, cardinals, turkey buzzards, which are amazing animals. They're grotesque to look at. Their heads are ugly, but they are massive birds that can fly like turkeys wish they could fly, but they're the size of turkeys with giant wingspans. They're, they're carnivores and they're carrions, which they do a great job of keeping the, the, the area here clean of all the animals that are hit by cars, unfortunately, especially the deer. A side note, which hasn't got anything to do, do with the podcast, but it's interesting that at times there will be deer that the carrion will not eat. And it makes me wonder, what do the birds know that we don't? And causes me a little bit of concern, but the turkey buzzards are amazing. The American bald eagle, eastern bluebirds, the titmice or titmouse, 
And these are, if you've never seen one, they're a beautiful, small, cheery-voiced woodland songbird. And they're cute. They look sort of like uh, the little angry birds with the little tails that stick up. Our mammal population includes eastern cottontails, eastern gray squirrels, which are beautiful little, they're much smaller than the Texas brown squirrel, and they're comical. They, they provide a daily show in our front yard. Half the time they flitter and bounce around like they're trying to get rid of fleas or something, but they're very comical. A family of three identified groundhogs, also known as woodchucks or whistle pigs, which are some of the coolest animals I've ever seen. Um, they've got a burrow under my tool shed. They also have an additional condo, I call it, under the neighbor's shed, uh, the people that live directly behind us. Prior to living here, the only time I have ever seen a groundhog was Punxsutawney Phil on uh, Groundhog Day celebration. But they're beautiful. Their coats, their fur coats are just amazing. A very pure, very beautiful, kind of a cinnamon-colored brown fur coat. In addition, we have a really large five-line skink. And if you didn't know what it was, it'd scare you because it looks like a fat snake, but it's been truncated. And a small skink, evidently it's child. The larger lizard is at the top of his growth chart. He's about seven inches long, minus his tail, and he's a fat one. The other skink we see on a regular basis is a lot smaller. The missing tail usually means something has tried to nab it for dinner. And so far, it doesn't appear that the tail has grown back. Once we had an adolescent bobcat in our backyard directly behind me where I was sitting. I had that unusual sense that you get when something is staring you down. I was alone. I turned around and standing about 20 feet behind me on a stack of shipping pallets that I've been collecting for building crafts and, and stuff like that was the adolescent bobcat. At first, I wasn't sure what it was because it didn't have spots, but it was a lot bigger than a house cat. Then it clicked that I was most likely staring at a bobcat. A few seconds later, it darted off. Later, my wife looked it up and flipped her phone around and asked, did it look like this? And I said, uh, yeah, it did. About a month ago, I was sitting in my chair, you know, the one that you call your chair. I was sitting in the Minifield looking out the picture window. The chair is named the Minifield because it is this funky chair, which looks like it's upholstered out of one of the key characters' coats on my favorite TV show of all time, Northern Exposure. Maurice Minifield the town retired astronaut, a lot of times wore a buckskin coat quite frequently that was lamb's wool uh, fleece lined. But the chair looks like buckskin with fleece piping on the edges. There across the way in my neighbor's tree was a large cat. It moved from the roof to the trees to the ground. Then it proceeded to walk the tree line across the street to the last house on my side, just two doors down. I talked to my next door neighbor, Earl, who is an amazing neighbor, about what I saw. I told him I thought it was a bobcat. He said it was. The last neighbor on the end of the street here raises birds and has photographed it on his game camera he has set up to watch for predators. He's seen the bobcat hovering around the bird sheds. You may say, well, Kenny, that's because you live so close to a large wooded area. But back when I lived right in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, we had foxes, Box turtles, Mississippi kites that summered in our 80-foot pine tree, our 80-foot tall pine tree, coyotes, butterflies, raccoons, anoles. Look that up. They're an interesting lizard. They're not chameleons. They turn a lime green or black. And the males, which are the ones that we had on our property, uh, when they get angry at you, they have this bubble that pops out under their chin that's a real pretty red. 
but they were beautiful little creatures that I've never seen before or since. We had common tree lizards, geckos, bumblebees, honeybees, cicada killers, which when you see a cicada killer, it'll scare you. And then you realize, well, no, they're a good thing because they kill all of the Texas cicadas, which are a problem in our area there in Dallas-Fort Worth. Of course, we had the common garden, garden snakes. And in addition, we had Pee-wee the Big Toad. He got his name because he tinkled every time you picked him up. But one day, Pee-wee, Pee-wee wasn't in his usual spot which was the middle support between the two garage doors. And sadly, he never showed up again. And we all hope he decided just to move on, but it may be that something more sinister happened to him. But we're thankful for the time that we had with Pee-wee the Toad. There is one other animal I need to mention on our adventure ride through God's animal kingdom. His name is Francois. Francois is a French bulldog that lives in the house behind us. I say lives in the house because the only time he's in the backyard is when his family puts him out the side door to go take care of his doggy duties. With the introduction of the groundhogs that frequent his backyard, he is ever vigilant to do his bulldog duty to run them off. He's about as short as they are, plus they can climb wood siding on the shed and he can't. So there's never really a threat that the groundhogs will ever be overtaken by Francois. We don't know what his name really is, so we named him after the really early animatronic figure that the theme park Six Flags Over Texas had perched over the river at the beginning of the La Salle's River Adventure, a theme boat ride named after the French explorer Robert de la Salle, who explored the Gulf of Mexico and Mississippi River in the mid-1600s. As the boat guide narrator told the tale and started his spiel, the boat meandered down the three-foot-deep concrete trough disguised as a wild river. Riders were advised that two French scouts, Jacques and Pierre, were sent ahead to ensure their safety. Boats then passed a wolf and entered an abandoned campsite. After the campsite, a Spanish fort was spotted with cannons that fired upon the unsuspecting guests. French scouts Jacques and Pierre were then spotted, hanged by their necks from trees. Appearing that the journey was more dangerous than first expected, the guide would then ask a French fur trader if they should continue on their journey. The boat ride continued under the branch where Francois was perched, wagging his head side to side in a big non-audible stern no. The ride would continue on due to the riskier proposition, as the narrator would tell us, of passing the Spanish fort again with its cannons firing. So in honor of that fictional, diligent French fur trader Francois, we named the little French bulldog Francois. Friend, as you and I do all that we can to tend the garden, as God ordained at the beginning of the world for humans, Whether it's an efficiency apartment in downtown New York City or house in Middle Tennessee, we will see the self-revealing of the Word is in every dimension, above in creation, below in the incarnation, in the depth in the Hades, in the breadth throughout the world. All things have been filled with the knowledge of God. Before I wrap up this podcast, I want to let you know that I just recorded our third episode of Other Things With two days ago. I was so excited to talk to Diana Boer. She is the best-selling author of 49 books such as What More Can I Say, Creating Personal Presence, and Communicating with Confidence, as well as a professional book coach and CEO at BoerResearch.com, the company that she founded. Her life story and approach to life will definitely encourage and inspire you. At the end of each video show, I ask the guest to share with us one parting thought. Diana encouraged us to do everything we do with excellence. The next morning in my spiritual time of devotion, 
My Bible reading was about that same thing. It triggered my mind to reflect on the wisdom Diana shared with me and for those of us who will view the show. It is inspiring to me, and I feel confident it will be a boost in your day and in your life. I will finish editing the YouTube video and get it posted to the channel ASAP. You can check out the first two episodes now. The first episode is Other Things with Mindy Obenhouse and Other Things with Mark Maxwell. The links to the videos will be in the show notes. Which also reminds me, please check out the show notes. There is a lot of valuable information that will help you live a better life. If the podcast is hitting home with you, I ask that you consider becoming a financial supporter of this ministry. You'll find a hyperlink in the show notes to the donation page of our nonprofit organization, which funds this podcast and the YouTube channel. And one last thing, friend, would you tell a friend, a work associate, or a neighbor about this podcast and help them make the connection? It will lift them up, it will encourage them, and it will help advance peace in their life, the equilibrium that passes all understanding. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.